my simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Hey, it's Zuko and Kayla from The Wake Up Call. Enjoy your podcast, but when you're done, don't forget about us. We have a radio show. We try to bring a smile to your face every morning. We also talk to some of the hottest country stars of today, and we like to share some good news with That's What I Like. Because Lord knows that's hard to find. When you're done podcasting your podcast, listen to us at 92.3 WCOL. Set your preset on your radio right now, and don't forget you can listen to us online on the iHeartRadio app. What's going on, guys? It's your boy Yeezy Busta. Welcome back to another episode of Legit Check, the best sneaker podcast in the world. Of course, it's self-proclaimed. Not dissing anybody else. But anyway, I am here today with my boy Blake, a.k.a. my manager, a.k.a. my brother, my boy, the homie. And sadly, we didn't have a a guest today because uh, we have no friends. But anyway, I wanted to have Blake come on the show and kind of speak his mind about a few things that obviously that I am in the business of on the counterfeit side of everything. And he did like a full deep dive on the whole counterfeit hype and how actually like legally it's a huge thing. I didn't know that it was on such a large scale. Billions. I, I didn't know that sneakers were like such a huge part of like the counterfeit industry. But anyway, before we jump into that, go ahead, Blake, introduce yourself. What's going on, guys? My name is Blake Rasco, and I am uh, filling in for an FBI agent today. That's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we can't have them on because we're getting in trouble. Right. But yeah, so so Blake, tell us a little bit. First of all, you know, tell us a little bit, little bit about yourself. You know, even maybe a few things that I might not know uh, before we like really take a deep dive because, you know, maybe people would want to know like the type of people I work with. For sure. Thanks for having me today. By of the course, way. man. Of thank course. you. Thank you. Thank you for always being here. You're always <laughs> sitting right there. I am. And I've always listening. wanted you to come on the show. Yes. Thank you. So a little bit about me. Uh, I'm from Virginia Beach, Virginia. Home of the Clips, Pharrell, Timbaland, Missy, you know a lot of a lot of uh, musicians from there. Actually, Alan Iverson's from there too. Wow! And then there's me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what's up. Yeah. So I grew up there. You know, was always inspired by like the the fashion industry by way of Pharrell. You know, he was kind of an icon. Always has been. Right. I think other people have referenced him on the show before. Yeah. And there was this sh- there was this shop that opened up in in my hometown called Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. Back when I was growing up, and I think you probably know about that shop. Mm-hmm. No, okay, they have one in they have one in Ta- not Thailand, they have one in Philippines, one in D.C., and one in Virginia Beach. Oh wow, that's random. Yeah, yeah. and Pharrell Pharrell helped to start it, and wow. it was like the the first like hype store I'd ever been to, and it was back when like Crooks and Castle and all that stuff was like really popping, and they always had like all the all the newest dunks and all kinds of crazy shit. So that was kind of like my intro into the whole world you know they carried ice cream they carried bbc oh wow before you could find it anywhere yeah you know but yeah i grew up there and then when i left virginia i went to atlanta and went to school at a little place called morehouse and while i was in school you know my my parents were like obviously pushing me to to become a a lawyer or a doctor all the all the things that that parents 
push you to do. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're we, supposed to. Right. This, this, this <laughs> is a theme, guys, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> love you, Mom and Dad. Yes, love you guys. And, you know, I, I was doing that whole thing. I was studying to be go to law school. I, I was taking the LSAT. I even got an offer to work at Barclays Capital, which is a an investment bank, pretty big investment bank out of, wow. London, out of London. Yeah. And I interviewed. They flew me to New York. And between that and, like, studying for the LSAT and possibly going to law school, it all just felt super fucking empty. And I walked into that office in New York, and it was like, man, this sucks. And they were going to offer me, like, probably, like, 150000 out of college, which is a lot out of yeah, college, right? Absolutely. And for that summer, I think I would have gotten, like, thirty k or something like that. And I decided to take an unpaid internship at ASCAP, which is a performing rights organization. That's where they, like, collect all the, all the royalties and the money and all the times your music has been played. Wow. Because I wanted to be in the music industry. I wanted to get into entertainment. That was my goal, you know, in school, but that was kind of like in the back of my head. Thought it was a dream, thought it was something that could never happen, you know. I didn't really know anyone that could help me do that, but randomly met this lady who worked there. She helped me to get an internship, and the rest is kind of history after that. Like, did that internship, came back to school, told my parents I was not going to law school, and then uh, by that time I was a senior in college, and I didn't have a job, and I was like, Mom and Dad, I'm moving to L.A. So I packed up my car, moved to L.A., and then, you know, my journey began on, like, surfing couches, trying to figure it out, finding jobs. I worked at this, like, small little marketing agency. And then from there, I, I grew to work for, like, this agency called William Morris Endeavor, which, like, it basically is the the hub or the home for all of, like, the stars. But William Morris is the one I worked at, and I worked in television, a television department. And I, I transitioned from working there to working in production, Worked on, like, The Kardashians, Project Runway, The Real World, The Challenge. Helped to pitch a couple shows to MTV. Then I worked for this guy named Mark Burnett, who started The Voice, The Apprentice, Shark Tank, Survivor. Worked for him for a couple years, learned that game. And then while I was there, I was, like, still thinking about the music industry. And then through my connections that I made, like, when I first got to L.A., uh, a friend of mine was working for this company that was managing John Legend. And she was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I really want to be in music management or be in management. And then that was when I kind of started getting into like the management thing. And she uh, helped me to get a job there. And I became uh, John Legend's day-to-day manager. Did that for a while and then started working with you. That's what's up. Yeah. I'm much happier now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate that, man. All that was definitely, you know, everything that you like been through and everything that you've accomplished is definitely well-deserved. Obviously, like, you know, I've appreciated everything you've done for me. Like, you know that. You know that. I say that. Sometimes I'm not sure. No, you know that. You know <laughs> that. I make it very uh, apparent. You do. But yeah, so make sure you guys check out my boy Blake. Ch- Come on, bro. Shout out your Instagram. You, you have to. You, oh, you got to drop the Instagram. Yeah, check me out at <laughs> Boganboy. At B-O-U-G-A-I-N-B-O-Y. Boy. I always wondered, what, what does that mean? What does Bogan mean? Okay. I'm glad you asked that. So the Bogan via is this flower that you see all over California. It grows in Greece. It grows in uh, Brazil. Oh, there's like purple flowers. Exactly. Yes. It's fuchsia. It's purple. Yeah, it's yeah, sometimes yeah. white, sometimes yellow, different mm-hmm. colors, right? Yeah. But like I'd never seen it before until I moved to L.A. And I kept seeing it everywhere. Like you're driving, driving down the highway. There's actually on the 101, there's like a, there's like a heart-shaped like, like wall. It, it, it creates like a heart on some wall on the yeah. 101. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Anyway, so like... I keep seeing this flower. I'm like, what the hell is this? It's like, this is cool. Like, I've never seen this before. And I looked it up and I started researching it. And it turns out that this flower is like, 
basically like a very resilient plant. It can grow in many different conditions. And so depending on the environment it grows in, it will become a vine, a tree, or a bush. Wow. Or whatever, like whatever the environment is, it'll, it'll mold to that. And if, you, and if you've ever noticed this plant, you'll see like it could be like a big bush in front of someone's house or just a vine growing up the side of the house or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I just started thinking about that and like I'm into nature and all that. And I was like a versatile being, a versatile plant. Yeah. You know, so I'm a versatile human. That's what's up, dude. Yeah. That, that's sick. I, I had no idea. Yeah. I always wondered how to pronounce that. Like, I was like, Bougan? Bougan? Yeah, I think the, the Brazilian, Bougainvillea. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think, oh, but, wow. but we say Bougainvillea, I think. That's dope. Yeah. That, that's that's actually really sick. I, I, I had no idea. Okay, well, make sure you guys go follow him. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So, let's take a second here and, like, talk about kind of, like, the, the stuff that you were telling me about. Like, in all these articles about the whole counterfeit industry. So, yeah. Something that kind of came to your attention that um, y- you told me about was the fact that a lot of people think that people buy fake stuff on accident, but in reality, according to the stat you showed me, that they did a survey and it's 60% of people buy fake stuff on purpose. On purpose. Yes. I think that it's probably a little bit more. I would say it's closer to 75, 80%. Right. Because like we were saying, I feel like it's totally something that's almost a taboo to say that you have something fake or or intentionally bought something that was fake. Or maybe they just didn't want to get in trouble. <laughs> 100%. So, it's, it's illegal. Yeah, at the end of the day. Right. I guess, I guess. I mean, I got grilled for this. I guess it's not illegal to own fake stuff. I guess it's just illegal to buy it. Wait, no. Is it illegal to buy or is it illegal to sell it? I, I think it's illegal to buy and sell it. But if you have it. It's not illegal, which I didn't know. And I got grilled one time for it. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm sorry. But it's interesting because way back when the whole incident with like the first turtle dove that I got that was fake, mm-hmm. eBay said, we will give you a refund and you must destroy the product. They didn't say throw it away. Destroy it. They Burn said, it. They said destroy. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck? How do they verify that? Does destroy. Me? Well, I mean, they don't. But the thing is, I just found that crazy because like, it's like, do, do I burn it? Do I like feed it to a dog or something and have them <laughs> destroy it? Like, right. des- destroy is such a strong word. But I guess it's not illegal to own fake products. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. It's the Breakfast Club, the world's most dangerous morning show. Hey! Angela E is kind of like the big sister that always pokes you in the forehead. <laughs> awesome. That's not how it goes? That's not how anything goes. Yemi's really like a robot. One of the best DJs ever. Believe that. Charlamagne is the wild card. And I'm about to give somebody the credit they deserve for being stupid. I know that's right. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Listen to The Breakfast Club weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on 106.7 The Beat. Columbus is real hip-hop and R&B. Recently, I read online about, about like this whole like bust that just happened. It was like four hundred million something, close to half a billion dollars or something like that. Yeah, it was like four hundred fifty-seven million dollars <laughs> at LAX. Insane. And that was mostly sneakers. That's crazy. That uh, that that actually blows my mind because I thought it would be fake Louis Vuitton, mostly or like fake bags. And watches. Right. Because I thought that that's what people bought as fake. Is this the same instance about how, like, the, the cops caught it because they thought that the Virgil off-white 
Jordan 1s like were like flimsy because of like the swoosh. Is this the same instance or is this a different one? This is the same one. Because that, that was the picture on the on the article, right? It was like the virtual. Yeah, yeah this is this is the one. This, it, this happened like like a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. This was, okay. This okay. Is, yeah, there's another one we're talking, we're going to talk about that happened in New York, but this gotcha. one first, yes. Yeah, so in the police report, they were saying that since the Nike sign, because you know on the off-white Jordan 1s, how the Nike sign's like barely stitched on, it's supposed to look like deconstructed. Mm-hmm. They said that that was the reason why they thought it was fake. So someone, so someone there Ex- that was examining yeah. was like, wait, these aren't real. Be, but even even though the funny thing is the real ones have that same design. Oh, so it was de- it was deconstructed, and because it was, they were like, oh, these must be fake. Exactly. Got you. Okay. Yeah. So that that's actually really ironic. Um, but because they actually didn't know what they were talking about. They did not. No. <laughs> because because I mean, like, dude, if there was a shipment of Off-White Jordan ones from like Japan to a reseller in New York that was like real, they probably or LAX, I guess, they would have thought they were fake too, but they could have been real because of the swoosh. Right. Because I mean, you know what I'm talking about? Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's like a little like, blue like, stitch. Yeah, and it, it can like come off. Like you can, yeah. it looks like you can pull it off. Or whatever, dude, basically, right? yeah. if you just take a scissor and just tear like the thread, it, it they come off. It's right. Crazy. Exactly. So. I had no idea. I knew fake sneakers were like a big market, but I didn't know that it was such a big part of the fake market. You know what I mean? Well, right here, I'm seeing the U.S. Customs and Border Protection reported a seizure of 5,300 counterfeit goods at LAX yesterday. So I guess whenever this was, which would have totaled up to 3.4 million U.S. dollars at their genuine retail value combined. Wow. That's crazy. It's a lot. That's so much. Well, I, I guess that's how much it would have costed if they sold them as authentic, right? Right. That's insane. Because, you know, a lot of these people buy this fake shit and then like, they, they sell it to people unknowing, which is really bad. Right. And that, what was it? It was 1,242 pairs of Gucci belts. And then they had 678 pairs of shoes. Wow. What, what do we say? We say sneakers, right? Yeah, whatever. Nike shoes, so sneakers, yeah. And 531 counterfeit Louis Vuitton handbags. See, I thought that that would have been the bulk of it, the Louis Vuitton handbags. That's funny how it's 1,200 counterfeit Gucci belts. Right. Wow. 1,200. And counterfeit Samsung adapters? Like what? 230 Hermes handbags. G-Shock watches, Ferragamo belts, Fendi shorts. What? (laughs) That's so random. Random. And then in 2018, the CBP uh, seized 33,810 shipments of counterfeits, estimated to be worth about 1.4 billion U.S. dollars. That was in 2018. Dog. That's wild. That's what they found. Man, can you imagine another, like, freight, like, uh, boat that's just full of uh, fake Louis? Yeah, it happens. Yeah, and the Soldier Boy's probably, like, the captain of that boat, honestly. He was. (laughs) They caught him in there. That's why he's in jail now? I haven't seen him posting in six months, dude. What's going on? Soldier Boy's down for the count right now. That's insane, actually. So this other one was the one you're talking about in New York City. So this $450 million counterfeit ring bust, one of the largest in New York City's history. So the other one, the $1.4 billion, was in 2018 in LAX. So $450 million a year in New York City. So can you imagine, like you were saying, like this is what they caught, but can you imagine how many times they've done this and not gotten caught? Right. So this is what I was telling you about earlier. Crazy. So this one, the one in New York. Yeah. They they caught a whiff of this whole like ring yeah. back in 2012. Right? There was like a shipment that came in on the crate. So like you live near the water. So like you've probably seen like those cranes that take those of big boxes off the ship. Of course. Or if you've seen the wire or anything like that, like... Those crates are holding all kinds of goods. Yeah. 
Sometimes it's fish. Sometimes it's cars. Sometimes it's TVs. Yeah. Sometimes it's actually Nike. And then if it's coming from a place like China where a lot of this stuff is made yeah, and also counterfeit because they're counterfeiting a lot of this stuff in the same places. Yeah. And so this is like a communication ring that's going on between the manufacturer or someone who's like in control of the manufacturing. Yeah. And then someone on the ground here in the U.S. Yeah. And they have a whole system like they have burner phones. They have like fake email addresses. They have fake like aliases. It's almost like spy work that they're doing Crazy. In, in order to get this stuff over. Right. Yeah. And back in 2012, they found a crate full of this stuff, fake stuff. But there was no trace as to where it came from. Yeah. But they knew that there was like something coming into this one port in New York. Wow. So they kept watching for it and they kept until they found an actual like crate that they could follow. And once they did, they started watching these these folks. And over time, they, they found a whole ring of people. And it was like there was like 22 people living here in the U.S., all from China that were a part of this whole ring that was smuggling hundreds of millions of dollars worth the, you know, the Gucci, the Fendi, the, the Versace, whatever, you name it. Like they were just, they were just bringing that stuff in hundreds of millions of dollars that they were making. Insanity. Yes. That's crazy. Yes. So when did this bust happen? I think it happened in 2018. So it took them six years. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Six years, to, six years to crack it. But you know what? It, the way they do it is they, they try to stack up the odds against you. So they probably were like watching them and, and seeing them do this for some time so they right. can build a case. Of course, of course. You know, and then they they pulled the plug on it. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Right. That's so much money. It's a lot of money. I mean, obviously, you know, Nike and like Adidas and like the big brands, like they make they make billions, but I mean this is just like one bus that they caught. Right. So like maybe this maybe this one bus would have cost Nike a hundred million dollars, right? Yeah. But you got to think this is like this is one piece of, you know, probably like hundreds or maybe thousands of different entryways into the U.S. that are happening, you know? Totally. No, but what I was about to say was the fact that if Nike and Adidas are making, you know, billions and billions of dollars a year, these counterfeiters might be getting close to those numbers. I mean, they're making a lot of money. Yeah, especially if they're selling just in China alone. That's a huge market. Right. And then here they're saying that that was worth almost half a billion. I mean, w the one in L.A. was 1.4. Right. That's crazy. Right. 1.4 billion with a B. Right. Folks. That's crazy. I, 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 that actually, like, blows my mind. That blows my mind. I, you didn't know it was that big, right? No. I had no idea. I didn't even know sneakers were such a big part of it. Because mostly you think it would be, like, like you said, like, handbags. Yeah, I thought it was all ha handbags and watches. Well, there was no watches even on that list. Watches are, that, that's kind of harder to fake, I think. Yeah, totally. But like the amount of people I've seen wearing fake, <laughs> fake Rollies in LA is absurd. That's true. Yeah, I honestly see people wearing a fake watch over a fake pair of shoes. Well, you know what? If you can't feel the weight of it in your hand, then you don't know because on the face is gonna look real. Right? Yeah. When you hold it, you know it's fake. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, yeah, there's there's better fakes than others for sure. But I mean, dude, I, I've definitely been to the club a few times that I saw some people wearing some like Michael Kors looking looking Rolex. You know, you know, you know? where they make the best fake watches? Hmm. Turkey. Really? Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. But I was there. So random. I was living there for a summer. And every shop, every like jewelry store had watches in there. They had some f real stuff. But then when you go in, they're assuming that you want to buy the fake stuff. Right, yeah. So literally every jewelry store or shop that I walked past, they'd be like, we got the fake Rolexes. We got the fake paddock. We got, they, had, wow. they, had, they had like hundreds of them. And they weren't on display. They were like kind of in the back and they would bring them out. Right. That's crazy. Yes.
So did you ever get one? I did. Yeah? I did. I did, I did buy one. Yeah, do you still have it? No, someone stole it. <laughs> <laughs> what? And I was like, that's what you get for stealing. That's crazy. Yeah, someone stole it because it looked it looked real. That's crazy. It was it was weight like it was weighted everything. Wow. Yeah. So what what was it? Just like a Rolex? Like it was a, Rolex. Like yeah. Rolex. You're just like oh I'm just gonna buy this kind of as a joke. Yeah. Just like it was like it was like hundred bucks. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And it felt pretty good. It felt pretty good. I mean I I tr- I yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no I I tricked a friend who had the same watch. Really? Mm-hmm. I, f- I forget the name of it. It's like it has like a blue face. And the and the dial is like orange, and it looks like a kind of like a lightning bolt. I don't know the name of this. this oh, uh, the Milgauss. That one. Yeah, it's the, a green face. Green face. With sorry. With orange. Yes, with the yes. orange little. Yeah, with, the, with the orange dial. Yeah. That's a dope watch. Yeah, I liked it. Someone stole it. That's crazy. Yeah. And then it goes into like the whole argument. A lot of people make this argument. They say, oh, "Why why buy the real thing when I can get the fake one?" Or I also know a lot of people who have the real one and then they wear the fake one out. That makes sense. So just in case it gets stolen. Right. You know, or they lose it or. Yeah. Yeah. I never really like agreed with that because I, I mean, to each their own, you know, I never judge anyone. But but, but you kind of do. Low key. <laughs> no, no. No. For me, for me. Okay. It's it's different if like, if, let's say I mean you went to the club. Right. And you were wearing the fake watch and you were telling some girl, yeah, you know, I spent like 10 on this. I wouldn't say a word. I'd be right. like, all right, bro, you do you. Mm-hmm. But if like you went out of your way to start bragging to like everyone I'd be like, bro, like, why are you doing that? Right. Like, you know what I mean? Stop fronting, bro. I, exactly. Because the way I, the way I like kind of like see things is like, if you're telling other people that the shit is real, even though you know that it's fake, then what other kinds of shit is are you saying? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and I guess it's it's a funny thing because it's like, if you are living that lifestyle of like faking the funk, right? Yeah. Like, fake really, fake clothes, all that, but you're telling everybody it's real, knowing it's fake. Like, yeah. Are you a liar? Are you though? Are you? Yeah, it, and a, a, a lot of people would say yes. <laughs> yes, maybe. A lot of people. Yeah. Some people might say no, because I mean that's interesting. Because like somebody could wear a fake Rolex their whole life but never tell a lie. Right. But if they say it's real, that's that's a lie. You know what I mean? You're lying, dude. I, like honestly, I, I've had homies who literally wear fake watches, and I don't give a flying fuck. Like right. I really don't. Like, right, right, right. And like they'll be like, yeah, dude. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't really afford the real one, so I just got this fake one. I like, I like the way it looks and whatever. I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. One time I had a friend. I'm not going to say who it is. I'm not really friends with them anymore. But like, <laughs> they're like, yeah, dude, I just got this. Uh, I forgot what it was. It, might have, it was like this rose gold, like paddock. But dude, like. That's this, how much is that? Bro. Like, br- that's like a, that's like 50K, yeah? <sighs> Try 150K. Gotcha. All for right. a rose gold, like Nautilus. And like, de- depending on the condition and stuff. But like, anyway, he's like, yeah, dude, I just spent like 70 on this. And I was like, okay, like, did you? And I knew that he didn't have the bread for it. I knew that he didn't. Right. You know what I mean? I was like, there's no way this guy has bread for this. There's no way. I, I don't judge anyone, like, ever. This was how long ago? Like, probably, like, a year and a half ago. Okay. So you were deep into the Yeezy Busta. Yes. And, like, I know a fake watch when I see one. They're, 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 I'm sure that there's a few that could fool me unless I, like, really held on to it. Right. But, like, this one I knew off the rip. It was. It didn't even look rose gold. It was, like, pink. Basically, like, what, what Rolex says, for example, is, like, they take, like, a gold watch and they infuse it with a little bit of copper mm. and platinum. Oh, oh so what, like the metal that they use? Yeah. They, and they, they create that metal themselves. Yes. Got you. I have a I have a day date, 40 millimeter. It's it's, it's real. <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I bought it, it's a rose gold. When I bought it, they told me that I, I know I'm going to sound like I'm flexing right now, but I, I wear a Cartier ring. It's like really special to me and like I won't get into it right now. But 
in the Rolex store, they were like, yeah, that ring is going to fade over time, which it totally has. It looks like it's gold now. Mm-hmm. And But it was rose gold. It was rose. Mm-hmm. And, and they said the reason why the Rolex will never fade away is because it's infused with platinum, and that's why it's more expensive. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. But it's also a little bit of copper to give it that rose. Th- this fool's watch is literally pink, dude. It looked like a hubba bubba wrapper. Like, it was like pink, pink. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, literally like the bubble gum? Yeah. Like yeah. That pink. That's crazy. And then he was like, yeah, I spent 70 And the thing was ticking. And, you know, expensive watches, they're really smooth. Right. Like, the second hand just goes in a circle without interruption. And it was going like this. It's a sweeping. But this fool was going tick, tick, tick. You know, like, Jay-Z has a line of, uh, my rollie don't tick tock. Like, mm-hmm. that's a roast saying that, like, my rollie is real. Right. Because fake ones tick tock. Right. There's obviously a couple exceptions. I'm totally watch nerding out right now. But... My point is, I knew it was obviously fake. And he was totally flexing it in my face. Like, yeah, dude, I just spent 70. I'm like, dude, first of all, you don't have the bread for it. Like, don't pretend like you do. Second of all, that shit's fake as fuck. Third, if you ever try to tell anybody in, like, public who knows their shit, you're going to get embarrassed, you know? 100%. So, like, one day I pulled him aside. I'm like, dude, like, Stop. You shouldn't do this. You're like, I'm easy bus, dude. Like, don't, like, don't, yeah, don't yeah. do that. I told him, I was like, bro, come on, man. Like, it's like, it's like, if you pull up on me wearing fake Yeezys and try to convince me, you're like, come on, bro. You know what I mean? But I, I told him, like, as a friend, I'm like, bro, you, you shouldn't do that, man. You know? And he's like, what do you mean, dude? This is real. This is real. I'm like, okay, bro, show me the receipt for it. Right. Show me, show me the box for it. Show me the serial number. Let me look it up. And he got all defensive. Oh, I can't believe this. Blah blah blah. Eventually, like, he called me a month later. He's like, hey, man, like, I appreciate you for for giving me some advice. It was fake. I got it stolen. And I just wanted to say I'm sorry. And I was like, it's fine. It's cool. I knew. Like, I was like, I knew, dude. Just don't front. You right, know what I mean? Right. Like, I mean, if he if was showing it off to some girl or whatever, like, it's not right. But at the same time, I would have been like, okay, whatever. But it was like his business card. Yeah. It's really hard to explain. Because it's one thing. If, if you were wearing a fake watch right now and you didn't talk about it at all and I noticed it, I, would not get, I wouldn't even make a comment. I right. wouldn't even care. Right. You know what I'm saying? If he was just wearing it and he wore it every day and whatever, but the fact that he went to my face, yo, I just like waved it in my face and was like, yo, I just spent 70 on this. And I was like, you know, I'm not a hater. Like, bro, if he, if he was wearing a real Patek Philippe and he flashed it in my face, as much as that's like a dick move, I would still be like, dude, that's, that's sick, man. Right. That's sick. I'm proud of you for buying that. You I'm came like, up. Yeah. Facts. Like I'm, I'm proud of you type shit. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. One thing that I always encourage all you guys listening and any of my supporters is buying the real thing sentimentally and like mentally is worth so much more right you know you know what putting I'm in that work exactly so like you know that you worked your ass off to get a watch and it's 30 40 50 100 thousand dollars whatever you worked your ass off to get that watch right and nobody can tell you anything but when somebody takes the easy way out and gets a fake one for 100 bucks and they're trying to like really flex it the same way that you technically have the right to i think that that's whack but then again like I wear my watch and I love it and I bought it for myself. I didn't buy it to show off because right. if, if I wanted to show off, I'd get a bus down and look like a total idiot. Right. But no, I got it because that's a watch I've always wanted since I was a kid. I worked my ass off 
And I felt like that was right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But like, dude, like when I was younger, I used to wear, my grandma got me this like fake Louis Vuitton belt. It's probably like 10 bucks. And I wore it to school. And then like, I didn't even know that it was fake. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just wore I just thought the belt was cool and I wore it, you know? And like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I have every single piece of jewelry or clothing that's ever touched my body has been 100% authentic. Of course, yeah. And it's normal and it's cool. And I don't, and that's, that's the thing. I'm not trying to sound like a dick. I'm not trying to sound like conceited because bro before you met me like five years ago dude i had like 150 dollars in my bank account right you know like i i was i i couldn't afford anything i had one pair i had two pairs of shoes that's it right. and one for sports and one for like school and that was it right. and like didn't have many clothes nothing trust me bro i was really tempted to buy the fake stuff i really was i really like wanted to sh like flex and Cause you know I, I went to a private high school, so like all those kids actually had money. Right, so they probably had all the stuff. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pretend like growing up until I was 11, like my, my family had nothing, one bedroom apartment type shit. Right, like I was like sleeping next to my parents, and then, you know, eventually like you know it's full American dream, you know whatever. Like my dad started making his living, and but my parents never really gave me anything. Right, you know, so it was all on me. I, I kind of always had that mentality since I was a kid. It's always like work really hard for what I want, you know? If I wanted like a Lego or like Yu-Gi-Oh cards or something, my parents would be like, okay, cool. You need to like get an A this semester or on this big test. And then, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. At least that's the way I grew up. I don't know. Do I, do I sound like a dick? No. Like when I say, like, am, am I, am I like a douchebag for thinking like that? You know they, what I mean? Should, they should work hard. And do, that, no, but like the whole like fake thing. Am, do, do I sound like too crude or something? Cause I don't know. That's just my take on it. Cause a lot of people hate me for it. I get a lot of like, oh, who the fuck? What do you, what do you, what do you feel like is like the biggest critique on that? And maybe you've probably touched on this before, but I know why you did it. You know why you became Easy yeah. Buster and where it all came from. But how do you truly feel about the fake versus real thing in terms of like how it affects things? Like, do you feel like it's like messing the game up? Like, do you feel like it's like ruining culture in a way? Is it t it's taking money out of people's pockets? Absolutely. All, all of the above. Right. I think that it's whack because people work really hard for their money and to reap the benefits of working hard, right? Right. So people work really hard to get a pair of shoes or to get a Supreme hoodie or a watch. Like they work really, really hard and they get what they want. You know, I just think it's whack when somebody wants to take the easy way out. You understand what I'm mm -hmm, saying? Mm -hmm. Dude, shit, man. Like, I didn't even start making money off Easy Bus until I hit, like, 250K, mm -hmm. which was, like, mid-2016, maybe. Mm -hmm. And, like, dude, I worked at Starbucks. I had a little bit of money saved, but I was paying my rent. Right. You know? And, like, I had nothing, but I was tempted, man. I was like, dude, I really want those shoes, or I really want this Gucci bag, or whatever. But I just felt that, like, when I came up, the man upstairs helped me out, and, you know, obviously amazing people like you in my life. Who like helped me get to where I am today it made me so much more grateful that I was like damn like I bought that shit right I went to Rolex and I bought that shit right when I was like window shopping for years I mean oh that's beautiful I'm never gonna have one of those right you know but when I did that it's a lot of symbolism in that you know what I mean like th that that's yeah. that's the thing that's most important to me it's bigger you know it's bigger mean? it's bigger than fake versus real exactly bro exact 100 and for me it's all about Hard work versus lazy almost. Right. Does that make I, I sense? Feel, no, I feel that. Because. I feel that. Is buying a $30,000 watch stupid? Probably. Unless it's an investment. Well, if you can buy it twice. That's what Jay-Z says. Yeah. Don't buy it unless you can buy it twice. Yeah, that's facts. If you can buy it twice, why not? Yeah, big facts. Right? Big facts. I mean, 
I mean, in, in that sense, like, like it's not the smartest thing to do. You could definitely invest your money into something else. But if you can afford it and that's what you want, bro, life is short, man. Go fucking do it. Right. You, you never, know, you never know. Yeah. So my biggest thing that I get hate for the most is who, they're like, who are you to say what I can wear and what I can't wear? I'm no one. I, I can't tell you what to wear. You you wake up and me and you put our pants on the same way every single day. Right. Take the same shit. Breathe the same air. I can't tell you what to wear. Right. But at the end of the day, I can encourage people to work hard. You know? I like that. And that's how I feel. And like, I just I just hate how people think I'm like such a dick. Like, you remember when like your boy Bam Margera mm -hmm. or Bam Margella, right? Right. When he came, he's like, dude, I thought you were going to be such a dick. And like... Maybe that's uh, maybe you know that's, I mean? that's the perception. Maybe yeah, isn't isn't that weird? It is weird, but you know what? Sometimes people don't like the truth, bro. That's trust me. I don't. <laughs> me and you had this conversation a couple days ago. The truth hurts. Yeah, it does. You know, you you don't call people out for wearing fake stuff that say it's fake. Yeah, right. No, hell no. Like there's, I forgot the guy's name. There's there's a, a YouTuber that you're friends with, oh, Mr. Beast. Yes, he, he wore a fake Supreme hoodie. But he was like, it's fake. I know it's fake. Dude, literally at the beginning of the video, he was like, hey guys, fake Supreme hoodie here. Right. Like instead of saying, hey guys, it's Mr. Mr. Beast here. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was hilarious. Right. And like obviously he didn't give a shit. So I, the post I made, it was like kind of a joke. Right. Like based around that statement. And like, I didn't care. I don't give, you know, I don't care. You know what I mean? Right. And you never see me like putting people down. You know, sometimes I troll a little bit. I'm like, oh, so-and-so wearing a fake whatever. That's a part of it. It's, but, it's fun. But you'll never hear me name-calling like, oh, this person's a blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, look at... Uh, look at this lazy sack of shit. Yeah, right. never. Right. You know? So I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I feel like maybe you're a little bit biased about like, kind of like what I'm saying. <laughs> no. No, no, I'm not. I Because I, I, I know what the, the bigger meaning is of it. It's yeah. Like, it takes a little bit of explanation. It does. But... The people who understand can get behind it, and the ones who don't probably aren't on the, on the same way, the same hustle. Yeah, I know, man, but I don't know. I just I, I, sometimes I don't really get the hate. Uh, I don't really let the hate get to me. But like sometimes you shouldn't. Sometimes I'm just like, damn, like, am I really a dick? Am I really an asshole? Am I? No, I don't. I I I, I mean, if I was, I just tell me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I well, I tell you when you're wrong. Yeah, no, uh, you do. I appreciate it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's so subjective. But yeah, I mean, but at the end of the day, like, seeing these seeing these numbers, like, blows my mind. In these articles, it's, it's insane. This is just another statistic. I was looking at this. Worldwide sales of knockoff goods exceeded $520 billion last year, representing 3.3% of all global trade. Wow. So globally... There's $520 billion being made off of counterfeit goods. That's insane. And in Italy, they're saying that, I think it's, whatever the number is, I don't know the, the number of how much millions or billions it is. The people there, you know, you know, Versace, Prada, all those places. Yeah. 50,000 jobs are lost because of the counterfeit industry. Yeah. Wow. That's so crazy. It, it's bigger. It's bigger than just people's egos here. And it's only going to keep growing because demand keeps growing. Of course. And especially now that sneakers are kind of in like before sneakers were so niche. Now I feel like everybody wants the new off whites or the new Travis's. Like, right. I, I can't really speak on this too much. Like somebody like a, like a Dre would be a good person to talk about this. But I feel like 15 years ago, people were lining up, but it maybe was like 10, 15 people, and they had 30 pairs. Mm. Now they have. There's like 500, 200 people, 500 people in the line. And then eight pairs. Right. 
you know so it's way different and then like with the bots and everything and it, it's just a different ball game now and, and especially since it's growing so much it's only gonna make the fake factories produce more and more i remember when i started with all these easy bus and stuff dude when i first started their fakes were so bad the Yeezy V1s were horrible. But now they're getting good. And that's why a lot of people are like, oh, you never call people out anymore. It's like, dude, because I can't tell from a photo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they're so good these days. Right. And like all my verification posts, people are like, oh, you can't even tell if these are real or not. I'm like, dude, all those people that I posted, I've either one, seen in person, or two, they DM me and showed me photos. Right. So it's like, okay, cool. Like, I know it's real. Mm -hmm. But like, it sucks, man, that these days it's... They're so close, man. Three years ago, four years ago, pff, from a mile away. Easy. Easy. Turtle dove, spotted from a mile away. Done. Say less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's the whole thing, man. And I mean, well, what, do you, what, what are your thoughts on the whole like industry? It's it's a huge part of like trade. Like 3.3%. Like people put that into like perspective. That's, in, that's crazy. Of, of all global trade. Yeah. And that means everything, right? That means yeah, like food, food everything. Anything you can, anything that you have or you see around the world, fake stuff is making three like up to three point three percent of all that. I think about it from a perspective of somebody like if I owned a business, right? Yeah. And I was selling a product, whatever the product is. Let's say, uh, in this case, it's uh, pins. I'm selling pins, and it's the dopest pin on the market. But my pin costs ten bucks. And you only can find it in certain places. Everyone loves the pins. It's the best pin in the world. Right. And then someone starts making a, a, a knockoff of my pin and they take 30% of my business. That's just wrong. No, absolutely. It shouldn't be allowed. All those people should be arrested. But people, like all of the people who are buying the stuff and wearing the stuff, they're a part of it. And everyone likes that little edge that they can get by getting the fake stuff. So no one's really diving in on what's what's really happening it's like oh i got a fake air maze bag for two hundred dollars or an air maze bag what's what's that 20 grand right to 50 well, i mean it depends on which one but yeah, yeah 20 50 100 whatever it is right yeah so you, you you get to indulge and like feel like you have that thing so like the person on that's that's getting that feeling doesn't care but when you think about it as a, as a whole it's like it's it's way bigger than that. Like it's it's probably contributing to a lot of different things that we don't even realize. Like totally crime, all kinds of stuff. Absolutely. There, yeah. There's so many stories about that. How like terrorists have used like fake sneakers and fake purses to finance their like terror. It's actually an easier way to finance stuff because like it's like you're it's not selling you're not selling drugs. You're, yeah. It's just clothes. Yeah. It's not as it's not as penalties not as high. Exactly. And it yeah. also does it's not as it's people aren't looking for it as much. Yeah. I'm sure that that is contributing to a lot of stuff that we're not even like aware of. It's crazy, man. I did a piece with, what's it, what the ABC piece? No, I think it was the complex piece. Complex. The, yeah. The first one where they were talking about how like literally like a terrorist organization was, was behind like a big counterfeit. Yeah. Like, and they were ring. using that money to, to fund terror. Yeah. It's crazy, man. And obviously, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, it's not that serious. It's like, well, it's kind of like the same argument. Like it's not that serious if you throw a piece of trash on the, on the floor. But Honestly. if everyone does it, it gets serious. And then you have a trash island yeah. in the sea, right? Which we do. We size, the size of Texas or something crazy like that, right? Right. So, like, if you can take away from all this, if you're listening, the way the way I see it is work hard and get what you deserve. If you have $200 right now and you want to get that Hermes purse you were talking about, hey, there's a real nice Michael Kors purse that's probably 200 bucks. Right. Hey, wear that for now. It'll do its job. 
and then work your way up and get that Hermes person, it's, it's going to feel damn good when you get it. Set goals for yourself. Exactly. Exactly. 110%. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. It's like, you are where you're at. Yeah. Nothing's going to change that. Yep. A fake belt, fake pair of shoes, fake watch. It's not going to change where you're at. Yep. It may make you feel a little better. Yeah. But you still... Or where you're at. I don't even know if it, it wouldn't make you feel better. Even if everybody around you knows it, <laughs> thinks it's real and you know it's fake. It's always in the back of your head, doesn't right? Doesn't it fuck with you? Yeah, because even when I had that watch, like it's only the second fake thing I've ever bought. The first fake, fake thing I ever bought was a baby Milo hoodie off eBay. And I thought that was real. And it no, you, you didn't know it was fake? I didn't know it was fake. It was years ago. And I found out it was fake and I stopped wearing it. But anyway, when I was wearing that watch, it was always in the back of my head. I was always thinking like, I'm wearing a fake Rolex. It's subconscious almost. Right. I didn't know it was on this like larger scale. It's insane. Counterfeit hype. That's definitely going to be the title of this episode. Yes. <laughs> or we could say like the the largest counterfeit sting in world history. We should yeah. call it that. People will love that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Well, I mean, is there anything else you want to add or? No, I think you covered it, bro. At the end of the day, we've said it a couple of times. It's like work hard for what you want. Facts. You should set goals for yourself. Figure out what you want. And go out and get it. Big facts. That is the moral of Easy Busta. <laughs> Work hard, guys. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you guys go check out my boy Blake. And thank you for everything that you do for me, bro. Appreciate you for coming on the show. Hopefully, you know, we can have you on again. We will. We'll, I'll, I'll fill in from time to time. That's what's up. Yeah. And um, I'm going to catch you guys next time. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. And uh, catch you guys next Wednesday on Legit Check. Peace. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council.